Yeah. Alright, hello. I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise out of magic. You ain't on that, you know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. Westside girl, cause she lived in the coast. Eastside girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it passed. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Yes, sir. Take all, take all, take all. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, wet at the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope it's so great, she get what she got. Follow her stack, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about to take off. and you're watching the Uprooted Podcast. I'm sorry I'm a little late, y'all, and we had to reschedule, but you know your girl had to get me right. I'm still over here at Lily's. She literally just laid it down, and, um, you know, but we here for y'all. We here for the people, okay? We're here for the people. It's not Wednesday, but it's still Black Women Wednesdays, and my girl's new hair is about to come on. I just love this girl. If you can't tell, I got the, you know, I got that East Coast on here for her, um, and she, you know, she's a great time, she's also smart as hell, uh, and I'm just happy to have her come on and celebrate my sis, y'all, hey, but for real, look at, look at, my girl Lily, okay, she in the background too, I hope you listen, listen, if you don't have a Lily in your life, I don't know what you're doing, bro, like, I don't know what you guys are doing, hop on, if you come into Denver, you know, this, this might be, you might want these kind of braids, y'all. Okay, let's see. If you're in here, do me a favor. Go ahead and send this to some friends. Because I know I'm late and I'm sure everybody feeling like, oh, she's not doing a show. Oh, yeah, no, I am, y'all. I got you. Don't worry. I can't skip, I can't skip a week of, of talking to my queen. I can't do that. Not, not that, not that, uh, Zuka changed her, her, uh, hold on, let me, uh-oh, what is going on, Zuka, did you change your handle, sis, <laughs> uh-oh, ooh, Nikki, she be, she be saying a lot of stuff, y'all, hold on, let me not get canceled, let me not get canceled today, <laughs> Zoo legend, where you at, girl? Wow, 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 guys. How's your, uh, no, it's not Wednesday. How's your Thursday? How's your week been? What you looking forward to? Wow, wow. At our best mom, guys, I feel like my phone's tweaking. Uh-oh, guys. Can you guys see? <laughs> Can somebody in the comments tell me if I'm tripping or if you guys can see me? Okay. Okay, she just texted me. I was like, is it me, y'all? Is it me? Did I do something? No, I'm just kidding. Um, But yes, okay, so I have Zuzu coming on. First and foremost, if you don't know, now you know. She is coming from New York, um, you know, 
gonna let her talk her shit about her borough. You feel me? Cause I don't know nothing about that. Um, but yes, she's coming on. If you don't know, she is part of I think what is it called? Tri-State, Tri-State Um, and also she is a part of Tigray Act. You guys um, know all about them because I've had them on before. Um, okay, you guys can see me. Okay, okay. I thought I was tripping, y'all. Okay, so if you see me, sis, do you see me, sis? You know what I'm saying? Like, let your girls know over here. Out here. <laughs> okay, let me stop. I'm doing the most. I'm doing the absolute most. <laughs> okay, Zuzu, I see you, sis. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. Get my girl on. I know it's it's not Wednesday, but y'all, it's Wednesday. Okay, okay, Zuzu, come through. The way we both got our hair done today. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Okay, we out here. We out here. <laughs> I just had to, you know, and then you said you wanted to play Nikki. I said, bet. <laughs> I love her. Like, that's never going to change. I know she's chaotic, but that's never going to change. But, like, let's just be real about it. Like, you know, like, sometimes you got to have that kind of energy. Like, you just got to, like, you just got to have some Nikki in it. Like, if you ever been in that phase where you feeling yourself, just put a Nikki song on, bro. You will go from zero to, like, a thousand. Like, I, I, I look. I went to go look in the mirror. I said, "Okay, Lily." <laughs> like, was being so direct. Okay, come on now. Okay, listen. You see edges. You see edges, bro. Okay, cause you know I didn't do them. <laughs> you know I ain't do them. You know I do them, sis. You know it wasn't me. You see me on these lines with a whole scarf. <laughs> okay, that is very correct. That is very correct. Okay, I don't care. I don't be caring. Y'all are the ones that got to pull me together <laughs> all the time. I'm so glad I have friends that pull me together because I'm like, oh, I got to remind the people that I'm not a bum. Okay, <laughs> let me do something. I'm walking through the streets of New York in my little space buns, sweatpants on, and then you would not think that I work at where I work because of the way <laughs> I just be dressing around. This is what I be trying to tell people, like, you know, like, you don't have to look a certain way to be a genius. Like that's the, that's the truth. That's the like truth. we could be amazing. You know what did Drake say? Sweat tie, wet sweatpants, hair tie. Yeah, Come on, like, like that's another pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? That's what we look the best. What y'all talking about? <laughs> I wish I wish somebody would argue with me. You gonna argue with Drake? Okay, you gonna argue with him too? I know you be playing the hell out of his records. So I'm nope. Sure. Them buildings messy as hell. Changes in the bathroom. I'm like, hey y'all, how y'all doing? Like, mm -hmm. ain't no one gonna say nothing to me. I'm prepared. And now, and now COVID, you ain't telling nothing. You ain't telling me nothing. I gotta get dressed to do what? I just proved that I can be virtual for a whole year and still be successful. So what you're not gonna I do? Spider Man blanket on top of my head. Oh, and these things, on top of my head. I'll be like, listen. Do you need me to do the job, or you do? Do you need me to look like I know how to do the job? That part. Okay. Listen. All right. Let me. I might be in somebody's life right now, so let me go ahead and back up. <laughs> go ahead and back up. Okay. First and foremost, Zuzu, because I know you now, I'm like I, I just forgot to even introduce you. Look what you like. I was introducing you while I was waiting for you. 
um, but you know, for the people who don't know you, can you tell them correctly, you know, cause I kept butchering parts. I was like, what is the name? I, I, you know, I've had a long day, sis. Um, but you know, I made it, so that's okay. So for the people who don't know Zuzu, you know, AKA Zuhair, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, let them, you know, just remind the people who you are. Cause you've been on here before, but just remind the people, you know, if they wasn't listening. <laughs> Um, so if you weren't listening or if you didn't see me last time, um, I'm Zuhair, a.k.a. Zuzu, a.k.a. Zu. It depends on the person. Um, I'm from New York. I'm part of Christ in Kangaroo. Um, I'm part of the Right Action Committee, who was also on Uprooted not too long mm-hmm. ago. Um, yeah. I feel like that sums it up in a cute sentence. A cute, cute little sentence. Also, she's a social justice advocate. Uh, been doing this. She not new to this. She true to this. You know, all them sayings. All them sayings I be saying all the time. Because, you know, I, I got to have people who really about that action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not just like, we're not going to talk about action. We're going to do action, a.k.a. while you're on Tigger. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell them, tell them. Listen, it just it just makes sense. You know what I mean? It just makes sense if you pay attention to the way we move. But anyways, um, let's not get to too much cloth talk too early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> too early. Also, this is like 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 a whole genius on the low. She just like she don't be she don't be saying it to all of y'all because she don't have time to be like arguing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's not. She's actually in school, y'all. She's actually in school. She's actually getting the degree. She's actually doing research. Not making up Google statistics. <laughs> You know, you know, I have a name for this, right? So, y'all, listen, there's a lot of uh, gaslighters and trolls on the internet. And on November 4th, they decided that they were now political analysts, um, <laughs> which I found hilarious. But what Zuzu didn't tell you is she actually does. <laughs> actually do that. That's actually her job. That's actually what she does. That's actually what she studies. So she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to do all that in the intro, but that's why I'm here because you need a hostess with the mostest, you know what I mean? You know, you got, you got somebody who's going to make sure that people know that we're not just here to just, oh, let's have a key little conversation. Like, you actually know what you talk about. That's true. Why Ermi talking about Zuzu manifest about me? Ermi, today is Black not- Women Wednesday, not Manifest Monday. <sighs> People, you know, I think I'm just having too many segments. They losing track. No, I you just know? think Ermi likes to make things about himself. Okay. And okay. Me in a while. I know. You, I know you love me, but <laughs> that can that can just go somewhere else. You know. Anyway, you know, it is what it is. So I just want I just wanted to set the tone. I just wanted to let people know that that we're not having like a little fluffy, frivolous conversation. Okay. Zuzu doing some real actionable things um, that I need to highlight, and I need people to know, like, hey, this is another form of activism, um, and actually not another form, like, you know, like a big part <laughs> of activism that not every not everybody knows how to do, but wants to do. So, for those of you who who just you know were like, oh man, I need to get better on like understanding politics. Um, we going to do like a little bit of a summary of just what kind of research you're doing. Um, also, can you mention again, what is your grad program? Because I didn't want to butcher that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm getting my master's in humanitarian studies, concentrating in human rights. So, yeah. 
Okay, because I was like, the way I'm like, uh, it's a lot of words. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because you notice how like, okay, from like, when you get your undergrad degree, right? It's one word. Your majors are like one big umbrella. It's like, I had a psych major. I was a psych major, right? Like, you, you know, you might have been poli sci or you might have been was, business. Was, no, yeah. Hello, you, Hello. you know what I'm saying? I'm just like you you there's there's levels to this. When you get to the masters, they wanna have like, oh, let me specify what I'm studying. Like you're gonna go real deep into like that specific topic, right? And then you get to a PhD and I don't even wanna guess what the hell to call those because those be like the most ridiculous, like I'm about to do this and it's a concentration in this, da 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 and I wrote my thesis and my did like bro, like that's a lot of words. Like <laughs> I, that's when I'm gonna have my guests write their intros. <laughs> like just write, just write your own intro, bro. Years and when I finish, yeah, I'll be I, like, doctor. I'm about to say, doctor Zuzu, because <laughs> <laughs> my ass is still not gonna say. <laughs> like, listen, I'm gonna still call you doctor because I'm gonna give you that respect, but it's still gonna be doctor Zuzu. You know, hard earned. Okay, that's gonna be years of uh, patience and understanding. So. All love. So, okay, let's first start off with what what are you currently doing in terms of advocacy, just so that they can understand uh, that you are busy, you know, booked and busy, like we like to say. Um, and so, I just want them to know, like, why I'm so thankful that you take the time out of your day to do these things, because you know, I'm asking you to turn your brain on at night after you've already had like a day of using your whole brain. You know what I mean? So, I just want the people to know. Um, so in general, um, before the Tukai genocide, I was already doing advocacy, um, for Black Lives Matter, mental health and education equity, um, in the city of New York and in the state. Um, since the Tukai genocide has started happening, I've focused a lot of my energy and connections and networks, um, to the Tukai genocide while also still doing some of my other advocacy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, since the war has started, um, I've worked a lot at the government level. So I've been doing a lot of conversations with lobbyists, um, representatives in the House and Senate, um, their staff. Uh, she stays up all night. <laughs> that is very correct. I stay up all night. Um, I know, because I'll be trying to sleep and y'all be up. I'll be like, all right, bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to remind them, you're on the East Coast. I'm in Denver. I'm just saying, she'd be up later than me. So <laughs> go ahead. I up, y'all. What what is sleep? What is that? I I know what it is, but like you know, I understand that you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still love you, anyways. So. <laughs> but me? No, 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 no. I'm going to bed. Rusa is going to bed. Like, I love the... all the time. You're like, nah, I'm going to sleep, y'all. Good night, but stay blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this. Do <laughs> I love y'all though. I really do. <laughs> And we'd be up till like four or five a.m. for no reason, and then I got it, and I'm like, and then she'd be like, "Y'all, I'm going to work with these people." I'm like, "Okay, Zuzu." So all that advocacy, like, listen, that's what I'm saying. So you're doing all the advocacy. You said a lot of big words there again, right? So in the in the realm of that like what does that look like so you do protests right you help plan those type of activities but when you're talking about when you throw out words like equity that includes a level of systematic change right you know what i mean and like that is policy driven 
Like we actually have to change the law so that we can do what we want to do. So that part is not fun. Um, and I know you actually are one of those people who likes doing that. I do. You know? <laughs> so can you can you break down what that even means? Because like sometimes we just throw out this word policy, right? But we don't understand how that affects our day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, so like for education and equity, for example, like so we've done like one-off research examples in my groups. Mm-hmm. Um, or we've taken like already data that's available. Um, and so for like New York, for example, one of the things that we were focusing on in education equity was making sure the federal financial aid was open, like there was a wider branch of access to it. Um, and then in New York, for example, we also have state aid on top of the federal aid. Um, and so we were open, trying to open that to a larger group of students because you can be making $80,000 in New York City in a family of four, but 8,000 in New York is nothing. But according to New York State, that's more than enough money that your parents and you are not eligible for that extra 5,000 in college. Um, And so that's the things that I was going back and forth to Albany for um, with Governor Cuomo and his constituents and other like-minded people like me to open that branch um, of extra aid. Um, Other aspects of education equity that I've worked on um, is more at the local level um, with high school students um, and like opening the process to college applications and SATs and having that conversation in 10th, 11th grade with them um, and showing them that like, there's a stigma that like CUNY and city universities and two-year schools aren't the best, but they're the cheapest and probably some of the most effective ways of getting an education that we don't talk about. Um, and it's the reason why private university is so expensive because of its accessibility, accessibility to black and brown students. And Okay, let's keep, wait, pause, because I know you're about to say some other shit. Can we just talk about accessibility? Because these niggas literally overinflate right like they overinflate themselves they want it to be exclusive so they want more people to apply and they only want it to be a certain percentage get in so they look prestigious mm-hmm. like the only thing prestigious about that school is the network of people that go there like you paying all that money so that you could tap into that millionaire billionaire network so you can elevate quicker but has I don't think personally has anything to do. Maybe, okay, maybe some schools like MIT, okay, I'm going to give it to you. You know what I mean? But by and large, a lot of them is just it's an elitist bullshit. And no, it is. And like, even like, we don't talk about finances. We don't talk about like the cost of living in college. Like, we don't talk mm-hmm. about all that stuff. So like, if you're, for example, like a black or brown student from New York City, like grew up in a low-income household, like me, for example, like, mm-hmm. you're going to go to a private school. You don't know what financial aid means. You don't know what the cost of living means. You don't know what the dorm means, meal plan. You don't know what that stuff is. So I stepped in as a placeholder to kind of mm-hmm. aid the one college counselor for 100-plus students and having those conversations and looking at tax documents and filling the financial aid programs and doing all of the things that has access to education. And most of my students ended up going to CUNY because, one, it was the most affordable for yeah. them getting money back to go um mm-hmm. and they were close to home they didn't have to they didn't have to dorm like they could get a job in the school they can navigate their life in new york as it was and be mm-hmm. comfortable like when you step outside of your zone as a black and brown student in like the boonies upstate new york or whatever the case is you're in a completely different realm and conversations aren't being had earlier for students yeah. and so i always say go where the money goes <laughs> that's what i always tell my students Go where the money goes. You don't want debt because if you, God forbid, you have to get a graduate degree, 
Yeah. I'm more dead. Me, okay? And I don't even think the need part. The need was like the family wanted me to get one, you know? And I was like, all right, this is where we're going to compromise. I'm going to a program that is not going to kill me, bro. Like, I'm not trying to have to, like, one, I'm not writing all these papers. I was like, I'm getting, <laughs> me, and you talk about, me and you talk about this, bro. And, like, I have PTSD from writing papers, bro. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> I swear. I'm not going to be here, like, okay, first of all, I'm a smart person. So it's not even about the writing the paper. It's the perfectionist bullshit that we get from our parents. Of like, you got to be a straight A student. It took me a long time. You know what's so crazy? It took me a long time to let that go. As soon as I let it go and I was like, I'm going to do this for myself, that's when I got fucking 4.0. I was like, are you kidding me? I was so fed up. I was so fed up. Okay, this is like anxiety attacks. This is panic attacks. This is like fucking depression. Like all this other shit. Like I had to go through all this shit just to like get to that point and I'm telling you I swear I have PTSD I don't know how you do it Zuzu you'd be like I like writing papers I was like she was like you know the minimum like you were offended (laughs) 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 no you guys Zuzu's smart bro like I want people to know like this girl was like you know well my my other paper was this I was like Zuzu (laughs) you're the only person I know who wants to do this Like, don't hide from your genius, bro. You still will wrap circles around these niggas. That's true. I just, I feel like my education, like, one, it doesn't define me, but two, like, I like being in the classroom. I like school. I like the system of education. Like, I'm, I'm obviously fortunate enough to even have access to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, my undergrad degree was for my parents, even though I didn't pick the major that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um but my master's degree was for me, like, and the PhD, like, that I'm gonna hopefully get is for me, like. We don't say hopefully, bro, that you will. Remember, we manifest around here. We manifest the PhD that gets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Jesus, I be having a good life. Fix y'all all all the time. Like, no, we're gonna get that. It's already there. We claimed it. It's in reach, okay? He's He's gonna take the steps. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> like it's done. It's done deal. You already claimed it. We already said it. Like we're gonna run this back. And uh we're gonna be like, remember that time? Yeah. Yeah. Done. That's true. So so eventually this is gonna be a PhD in what specifically? Um, so I was actually looking the other day. Um, oh I know, right? Okay. <laughs> Let me find out. So some of them might be I was applying, I was looking at some programs in some schools. Um, either like international relations, public policy, um, or some form of political science concentrating on like one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all like within the same realm. Um, and they're all like flexible in their careers. So yeah. A doctor. Okay. Listen, I love having doctors around. I love having friends that are doctors. I love it. I don't necessarily need it for me, but I love having friends that are doctors. I'm like, oh, you mean doctor? <laughs> Hold on, she's not regular. Hold on, <laughs> I use I, I I use y'all as my flex. Like, why do I? <laughs> I what you mean? I'm just like the parents. Okay, you know how the parents will flex through their kids. I'll flex it through my friends. What you mean? <laughs> the meat child. They they running through my name through. They're like, you mean my daughter's okay with getting her doctor? <laughs> At school, was about to graduate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they love it. Oh, they love it. And I love it, too. I'll be like, mm-hmm. 
and then I, the same thing when my friend starts a business. Yep, okay, you know, she a business owner, okay, CEO. <laughs> like, I don't care if you're the CEO of one employee, you a CEO. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I'm just, you know, your friends got to be like your biggest flex, bro. That's true. Like, they really should be. If they're not, bro, like, you're different friends. Nah, like, my friends, none of them are in master's programs, and like, all of them are like, I don't know how you do that, but I love that for you. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I'm like, this is beautiful. And whatever you good at, I'm going to cheerlead you all the way through that. And what you, you, whatever people are passionate about, I just want people to be passionate about it. And I know you're actually passionate about education and the power of it. And like, not only education for education's sake, but like what you can do with knowledge, right? So like, for instance, you're doing a really fancy paper that I can never remember the title of um but every time you talk about it I'm like did you add more pages bro like I'm confused like you're writing a novel bro you're writing a book like no I swear to god we're about to publish it because it's ridiculous like it's gonna be published but they're not gonna sell it right like I don't worry I'm gonna get you on the marketing side but tell people because this is it, it still confuses me like not confuses me and that like I don't get it but I'm just like how does she like think about doing this in a time like like where everybody else is like hella traumatized, we running around like fucking chickens. <laughs> we just <laughs> and you're like, you guys, we have to document this. We have to write this down because this is gonna be a reference. And da 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 da. And I said, oh, we have to be our own reference because they don't. So I let me not spill all the tea. You tell them about the paper. Um, so I'm writing a thesis for my master's degree. Um, so <laughs> I was gonna talk about TPLF and how we got here, but I think I'm going to really just talk about how we got here um, and where we are. So the international community continues to fail to grow. Like has mm-hmm. failed to grow, will, has, is now failing to grow, and will probably continue to fail to grow. They mm-hmm. view EPLF as a terrorist organization. The CIA did that. There's legal documents that have been published that have said that. Um, I'm still shook. When you tell me that, I was like, "What? This is—is is this Googleable? Like, wait a minute. You see, and like, people have to try to erase our history for decades and centuries, and like, we have to want to research ourselves. Like, we have to want to put in the effort to mm-hmm. learn more about our people. Like, it's—it's it's more than the stories we tell our families, or more of the more of the stories than what we hear from back home. But like." Things have been documented for decades and percent. We have to go out there and find it. Like, the novelty was destroyed. We have to go back out and get everything that was destroyed back in there and then some. Yeah. Like, everything that has happened since November 4th, like, thank God the power of technology that, like, I can just put in a few search terms and pull up something. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to spend my entire thesis calling out the international community on their failing of what's happening back home especially the Western world that continues to sit here and says that they're the eight actors of the world and all these, all these things that makes them the best and the superpowers that they claim to be and continue mm-hmm. to fail. And they're the reason some of these problems have started. For example, like in the Middle East, in Latin America. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to call them out. And I have no problem doing it. It's going to be published online. I don't care. Like, the international yeah. community has failed back home. Mm-hmm. They failed other people. 
and they put hope in people thinking that they're the saviors and we have to love being somebody's savior i said who did you save i'm still trying to figure that out it's like it's like it's it's a cop out they cover the problems that they have here and they're like we're doing these problems but we're giving x amount of million dollars to people over here so that should cover up the mess that we have and and it's like it's not african so like problems to african solutions it's not that that rhetoric shouldn't be there but it should be like if you want to have effective diplomacy you should have effective models within your home country that can Mm -hmm. model effective diplomacy oh yeah you know (laughs) you know what little said little had me weak one day he was like because I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly it. He was like, the, the one thing, the number one thing that Americans over-index on is confidence. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. So they know how to put on a very pretty show and pony. You know what I mean? Like, they're like the true Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I, I'm almost convinced that was a story about them. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm almost convinced. Because it's really, like, it doesn't make any sense. Because if you think about, like, quote-unquote, right, the, the superpowers that these countries are, that they prop themselves up to be, it, it shouldn't be that difficult for you to go to such a tiny region and just step in. It shouldn't be. Like, so either you're not as strong as you say you are, or you really don't care, and you actually want the system to stay the way that it is because it benefits you. So, which is it? You know I, what I mean? Been, I don't believe in U.S. military intervention. I think that's the reason why a lot of the world problems that are happening are existing today. Yeah. So I want them <clears throat> to physically get involved. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, actually interject. Like, there, there's... They yeah, have, thank you for clarifying that. Thank you for clarifying that. I don't want them niggas around us. I'm talking about, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you said it real nice. I'm not a poli sign major, okay? I say it. I say it no more. I don't want none of them niggas around me. But I'm saying specifically, like, if you're if you're such a strong superpower, your quote unquote concern, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what what are you actually doing? You're not actually threatening them in any way. Like, you're not actually leveraging any of your real power. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not actually like maybe you are a little bit on the back end. Um, and, and what I will say is, like, some of the liaisons, like, actually do their job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell because they, they call it out, right? Um, there's others that I'm like, who's paying you, bro? Like, I'm just like, I just want to know. Just tell me who so I can match it, bro. Because, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I just manifest abundance. So I'm like, who's paying you, bro? I'm just going to double it so you could just leave it. Like, just don't talk no more. Like, just, just stop. Because if you're not going to actually help people who are, who are dying and suffering, then, like, just, you know, do the whole silent thing. Like, you know what I mean? Just stay silent. It's better when you stay silent than when you have fake concern. Yeah. That's more agitating to me, personally. Personally. But I, I digress. Like, even with like the issues with humanitarian aid, the system humanitarian aid was built on is inherently racist. And yeah. it's like completely flawed and broken. And I, I'm studying this right now so I can confidently say that it is. Yeah. And when we look at the aid, like the issues of the 80s with access to humanitarian aid back home, and now it's the same problems. Like for 40 years, 
there was no discussions on development, sustainability, infrastructure, mm -hmm. and access to humanitarian aid to transition out because aid is given in like lump sum. So it's like six months, a year program, maybe two years. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Like, deuces, you're on your own. Yeah. So donors don't like funding these problems anymore. Like, they like to move on to whatever's in the media cycle. Like, that's how donor systems work. Yeah. Um, and Tigray is only going to be in the media for. Look, 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 take for example. Look, took, take. <laughs> I'm like stumbling. I know, I know, I know. Like, take an example to what's happened now. Like, how long it took for us to get on CNN. Mm -hmm. Like, such a major news network. It took them, what, like, six months? Like, February, yeah. March, to start talking about what's happening back home? And, and not, as it wasn't even because of, um, it wasn't even because they didn't know what was going on. You that's, know what I mean? It, that's, that had nothing to do with it. They knew exactly what was going on. It just wasn't depressing enough. It wasn't shocking enough yet. Because there was not, um, and I know they have to cooperate, you know, whatever, cooperate shit. I get it. There's a level to that. But when somebody who is a actual victim is willing to do an interview, I just think it's kind of like you should be running to do the, your due diligence, especially because y'all love a nice, juicy exclusive. Uh -huh. So that to me is just kind of like, you know, red flags here and there. But I also want to be very clear in like who we're condemning and criticizing, right? It's a system, it's inherently flawed, but I, whenever I talk about a system, I talk about its leaders. Because the people at the bottom, like the people who are actually working for these NGOs at the bottom, who are actually on the floor, uh, or you know, on the floor, on the ground, that put themselves in risk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They go risk their lives to go be a humanitarian worker and to actually do the life-saving work, not just talk about it, but actually go and do it and like, those people deserve the world because their heart is really in the right place you know what I mean and they really do God's work those people I'm like in like the fact that these people were even targeted in this war that like this stupid ass fake government <laughs> that is and I you know I have no qualms about saying that um thought it is okay to target aid workers bro like, that's a that's a historical war method though like that's not new like and i think a lot of people that like aren't involved in advocacy or like understand like the impact war has on aid workers were completely shocked that aid workers were killed but like this was a method used in the cold war in the 80s like back home like this is not new like aid workers and that's the reason like especially in the middle east it's a completely different situation. Aid workers are terrified there. It, like, mm -hmm. aid organizations are terrified to send workers out there because there's a risk that they'll get captured by the Taliban or whatever extremist group that's out there. There's a mm -hmm. risk that they'll be captured for some sort of, like, FBI government, like, secrets or whatever intel. And mm -hmm. there's a high risk of death, like, ultimately, mm -hmm. ultimately. And, like, I've had professors in the program that, like, they used to work as aid workers. Um, and they would explain how burnout would impact them. They, like, they were like, we were the bottom of the bottom. Like, they don't care. Like, they're okay. So, like, this is what I will say too. I, and I, and, and I don't know enough about these aid um, agencies to make any assumptions, right? Um, <clears throat> but what I will say about 
how we treat people who have been in these war zones is that we don't check on them and their mental health, right? Because they're taking in an insane amount of violence. You know what I mean? Like an insane amount. Like I don't even watch war movies anymore because I'm tired of being desensitized to this shit. It's not normal. Like you pulling up to shoot people is not normal. I refuse to accept that. Like that's not something that your brain should be processing all the time. And these people do that, but we don't treat like, just like we don't treat our veterans like that. Civilians need um, PTSD, fucking mental health services, and so do aid workers. I hope it's mandatory, bro. I really hope it's mandatory because like, it's so bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just don't care. And it's like, oh, so, cause they're the doctor. Like they're not, they're treating people who are dying. And like, imagine, this is what I think about. When you become a doctor, right? you're doing it because you want to help others you want to save lives you want to do the most good you know what i'm saying like there's a like you it doesn't feel good to go to a situation that you're gonna do your absolute best and you're still gonna take l's every day like just like during this pandemic you're gonna take l's every fucking day like after a while you can only have so much trauma you're gonna break yeah. Like you're literally going to break. These are some of the strongest people, the most disciplined people, the most thoughtful, empathetic and caring people. You think that's not going to eat them? That's going to eat them. And like they just don't care. And that's why like I call out these systems as well because bro, they fuck them. They don't care about you guys. They don't care about you guys. You should call them out too cuz you you're there. You're the one suffering. So it's just, you know, I wanted to make that that distinction very clear because I never come for the people at the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're usually the it's only the, ones who care. It's never about them. Like, my professors would say, like, leadership in aid organizations were so far removed from the day-to-day life of aid actors on the ground. They had no experience, or if they had experience, they were, like, 10-plus years removed from what was going on on the ground. And so... Mm-hmm they no longer could relate to the people that they had employed. And, like, one of my professors, so he, like, a lot of his work was, like, on housing um, and, like, temporary shelters for, like, like hurricanes and things like that abroad and tsunamis. Um, And he had a six-month time limit for his workers, and then he'd rotate them because in a managerial role, he was, like, at six months, they would, like, they were six days a week, Mm 16-hour days, you get on the ground, people are already traumatized. You pick up on their trauma when you talk to them. And then, yeah. like, the local aid actors are also feeling it, and they'll come to you in support because, oh, you're a national, you're an international organization coming in. They're expecting some high due diligence from you and all these things. And he was, like, he was in it for 15 years. Like, he was on the ground for 15 years, and he just, he was, like, I needed a break. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, 22 23 my age when he first started and now he's like about to be 40 and he was like that's it i couldn't it became too much like he was like the the first time he felt burnout was when he worked for nine months straight the first six mm-hmm. months were every day and then the last three months of those nine months were six days a week can you imagine no listen you're talking about that and i want to actually make a reference okay because we're I, I can't imagine physically being there, but we've mentally been with him. Yeah. We've mentally, and that's what I keep trying to explain to the diaspora, you know what I mean? And to all of us, like, you're not an aid worker on the ground. 
but you're an aid worker here. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, I don't know, ask me what's going on in, in the rest of the world right now. I can't tell you. Fable said this shit yesterday, too. I can't tell you because my brain and, like, everything that I focus on is Tigray all day long, right? I had to, like, get into the habit of even thinking of myself and, like, putting myself first to make sure that I was good enough to do this because I'm trying to create a healing space for us. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to create community for us. And I, I refuse to do that from a toxic place. You know what I mean? So what I, what you're saying is what we've all been feeling six months, bro. Do you not remember how crazy we were fighting? Like a couple, like, <laughs> it's like all of us, right? Like all of us get triggered. We're tired and you can just see people fall off. Like, damn, I ain't seen you in a couple weeks. You good? You know what I mean? Like, I haven't heard from this person and we're checking on them because we know burnout is real because we might not physically be there. But some of y'all, let me just give you your kudos because the way you guys are reading these articles and looking at these pictures and, um, you know what I mean, listening to, to these interviews, I can't even do it anymore. Like, it, it, my whole body revolts. You know what I mean? Like, it revolts. Like, I can feel my chest wanting to get a little little riled up right now. I'm like, uh-uh, we ain't doing that right now. But, like, literally, <laughs> it's, ooh, you feel, you're not feeling a little, little burn, okay? No, my mom is exactly like you. She's, like, like, my dad and I, like, I have, like, all these social media accounts, and I do weekly seminars at different institutions on what's happening. So, like, I can't not watch the news. Like, I'm always doing something about back home. But... Yeah. My mom was just like, it's too much. Like, your father, like, my father fled from Dirk to Sudan. Like, so yeah. he's feeling the trauma again. And my mom's like, I have to take away his phone sometimes because at night he'll just sit there on the corner of his bed with the phone like this because it'll be morning in Tigray. Yeah, and yeah. they're not and sleeping. He's like, what's going to happen in the morning? And I'm like, mom, take away his phone. <laughs> like, you can't send it to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I- I'll take it in, but. I can't have my dad have a breakdown. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not. I've, I've started to, because, um, okay, so I realize I'm my parents' weakness, <laughs> and not even weakness in a bad way, but, like, I'm like, yo, when you guys are not good, I'm not good. So if you don't want me to be stressed and sick, then you guys can't be stressed and sick. So what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know? I'm like, I literally said to my mom, I said, oh, your back hurts? Because, you know, my back hurts, too. It's crazy. It's wild. Like, it's like we're in sync or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I said the same thing to my dad the other day. He was like, Rutia, you know what? I've been having back problems. I was like, no wonder. I've been having back problems, too. Dad, come on, bro. You can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> like, we are we are in sync, y'all. We are in sync. So when y'all stress, I stress. So like, we got to do this together, you know? And it's worked for me. I don't know if everybody else, you know, has that kind of relationship with their parent, but I was hard on him too. I said, listen, you came out of a war zone. You gonna chill for three months. I'm not gonna bother you for three months. Do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna like be on your ass. I want you to like, you know, you gotta get all of that adrenaline out of your system. You gotta like, you know, ease back into what you want your life to be. And, and I'm okay with making that space for you. But I said, as soon as that three months is up, if you don't think you're going to therapy, nigga, I don't know what to tell you. If you don't want to talk to me, you don't got to talk to me, but you're going to put it in a journal. Um, you're going to talk to your friends. Um, you know, I don't care, but you got to get it out of your head. 
like and I had this whole talk with him and my uncle because I was like no listen like y'all like okay so this is the metaphor I gave them and so maybe this will be useful to everybody because the way you're talking about the aid workers too I want people to understand we are experiencing trauma every fucking day we are being gaslit every single day we have people trying to literally trigger us on purpose because they're doing psychological warfare every single day let me tell you where your mind goes your body follows so if your mind is sick so will your body (laughs) like your body will give up on you so not only are people dying over there unnecessarily people are dying over here unnecessarily and they don't know it because it's happening slower you know and so what I told my dad and them is like this is how you got to think of your brain because you're taking in a lot of trauma too right especially because I told you I don't read the news <laughs> I just wait for y'all to tell me about it so thank y'all <laughs> you know what I mean I appreciate you guys I, I, that's why I said Zeus is my political analyst I don't know who the hell y'all talking to <laughs> but y'all don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> I focused on the person who knows what they talk about you know what I'm saying yeah. so for this instance though you got to imagine that your your like your brain is like a semi truck you know what I mean and you take an inventory back and forth all day long you know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally how our brains work. So if all day long you're sitting in trauma and you're reading and watching and talking and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, you're you going to fill up that, that truck of just all scary, negative shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm not telling you don't take it in because, like, yeah, we do have to acknowledge our reality, right? But I'm saying, can you unload it? So you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what journaling does for you. Can you unload it? Can you unpack what you put in that truck? Can you write it out? Can you get the thoughts out? You know what I mean? Don't just let them pile up. Just let them out. I'm not telling you that you have to process all the feelings, you know, but you should at least, like, you know, download all that information so you don't hold on to it in your brain. Like, that's why writing is so therapeutic. Because once you write it down, you don't have to remember it. You just can go back to it when you're ready to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that was helpful to anybody because um, I've been trying to convince niggas to journal. I just, like, I, I swear to my God, Zuzu, I really looked at my dad dead in the face and I was like, listen, I'm not playing with y'all. I don't care if you, if you have to talk it out, if you got to write it out, writing is better. But I say, instead of, you know, tweet, okay, but for every little Twitter thread you want to do, can you do a personal thread in your notebook? Okay. You already typing. Why don't you go type some other stuff somewhere else? <laughs> That's literally what I said. Every, I, I said, all your thoughts don't need to be public thoughts. Thank you. That is <laughs> that is That is a gem. Yeah? Is that, that one of those that they should write down? Yes. Okay, well, I hope somebody took notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, sometimes y'all must be tired of me because the way I be coming into people's feelings. <laughs> no, I mean, like, but it's true though, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes, like I've seen Tagato tweet things out of anger, and that's not gonna help us. Like we have people surveilling us twenty four seven, and it's really a propaganda game on Twitter sometimes. And it's like the reason why I've remained mindful about the stuff I tweet. Because as much as I would love to sit here and angry tweet everything in the world, I can't do that. I have like jobs that I'm affiliated with, people that I'm affiliated I can't do that stuff. And yeah, the internet is permanent. The, the internet is per- You cannot delete a thing. And I, 
I want Togato to be more careful about social media and like this is also like data security, two factor system, all that good jazz. But <laughs> besides, like besides like my computers, you know, like mm-hmm. we have to be mindful about the stuff we're saying on social. People are screenshotting us every second of every damn day. There's more of them than us. And if you don't want to believe that, I don't know what to tell you. But there's more of them than us in the diaspora, back home, whatever it is. We need to be mindful about the stuff we're tweeting. We need to be mindful about the stuff we're posting. And so. If I go on like an Instagram close friends and say mess, that's my Instagram close friends. I, it's not public. A thousand plus people, two thousand plus people not seeing it. Yeah. So I just want I want people to be more careful about the words they're putting out there because everything is permanent. And if you need someone to like yell and rant about so what's I don't even have the comments of what like spam people say to me like I get threats in my DMs every day. Like, you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. I don't look at those things. And I feel like Tagaru in general on Twitter, like they take it personal. Like it, it it should be personal because it is. Like they're coming for you, they're saying they wish death on your family, but like it's gonna take a toll on you. Like I like when people were first beginning to burn out, I remember back like I would say, like, December, January, around that early time, like, people were, like, going ham. And then... Because it's the holidays, and that's when you want to be with your family. Mm -hmm. And then people really felt it. And then I was like, burnout's happening. Take a second. Calm down. Like, go at your own pace, because we can't judge what... I'm sorry, like, but, like, Tagato's saying, like, we all need to, like, do this and X, Y. Sometimes people need a break. Like, yeah. I'm not the one that's, I'm not going to do it. Like, don't listen, to, I'm not listening to my own advice, but. Well, she not, but I do. I take breaks all the time. <laughs> I don't listen to all my own advice. I just give it. Um, but... I'll be like, mm, oh, the, oh, there's a team now? Y'all got the socials? Bet. Let me know when I'm ready to do my show. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, cause it's just some people just really feel like they should be able to access you all the time. And that's not actually how this works (laughs) like so you know like that's not how this works literally like when I think about like especially the past couple weeks I've gotten so busy that like for example my phone like you know how like it tells you how much time you spend a day on your phone oh I want to know how much past two weeks it's actually like crazy it's probably 20 hours bro it's more than that girl do you close it a day Oh yeah, we gotta get you off of this. We need you to have like an assistant. I might have to like manifest a team for you too because who the hell got time for that? I need two phones. Like I was talking to my parents the other day. I need. I was like, I need two phones. Like I need one for work and like the advocacy stuff I have going on and my personal. Like everything's getting swarmed. Everything's becoming one. It's Mm. becoming too much. Like I wake up. And, like, I know people are telling me, like, as an advice, as you get older, like, you should have two separate phones because, like, that's important. Like, especially the work that I want to do, like, it's really important that I have separate lives. Yeah. Now I'm feeling it. Like, I wasn't feeling it at, like, a year ago, but now I'm feeling it. And, oh, man. like, people on the West Coast got my phone number. People on the East Coast I never spoke to got my phone number. And I'm like, who are y'all? How do you have my phone number? Like, I have my personal cell phone number. 
listen, let me tell you this. Can we just take a, a few seconds? Let's just do a couple PSAs. Okay. Can y'all tell your parents to stop giving our phone numbers out? Please. <laughs> Please. For our sanity. Okay. Because I'm wondering too. And it's like, because our parents, like, they don't understand, you know, like, it's not a house phone. It's not a, you know, like, <laughs> This is the thing that we're on all the time. And those notifications and distractions, like, those are a lot. So I'd be like, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, if I don't have your phone number, I don't answer my phone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I hope none of you have been trying to call me. I promise you to my God, okay? Like, like can I also say? I swear to my God. Like, if I don't have your phone number, I will not answer I promise you, I will not. So please, everybody, as Tagado diaspora, as us first generation, those of us in this age range, please go, when you go to your parents, tell them, before you give out people's phone number, you need to ask if it's okay. Like, and if you don't tell me that you gave somebody my phone number and I should be expecting a call, I'm definitely not answering it. <laughs> Just a little housekeeping. Just a little housekeeping. I just was like, I let's not. A little better at that. Like, one time he was like, hey, kind of gave your phone number to some people who need some help about this. And I was like, why didn't you just ask first? And he's like, I was on the call with them when they asked, so I had to give it to them. I was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You could have just said no, bro. You could have just been like, let me check with her first. Because I like telling people, I tell my dad all the time, if someone wants to get in contact with me, give them my email. Like, that's, like, that's the one that's the, probably the fastest way to get to me because I have my personal email open on, like, two laptops at all times, phone, laptop, and then I have my work email and my other work e Like, so you know what I mean? Like, I got multiple things open at the same time. But oh, yeah. phone, my phone's getting so out of control that an email is the fastest way to get to me now. I actually feel bad. And also, anyone who has been, like, wanting to reach out and check in and you know all that stuff i don't even know how to say this at this point because i'm trying to like do this whole time management thing um and i'm at the point where i'm about to schedule calls bro like because it's like it's so distracting I'm you know what i'm saying or yeah way past you i'm way past you sis these are also just extra gems for y'all. Like, you can't... Okay, so what Zuzu... In, in case, let me just, you know, reset the room. Okay, let me reset the room for these people. So, if, you, if you've been following along, Zuzu has a full-time regular job, okay? Um, when I say regular, I don't mean, like, it's a regular, easy job. I'm just saying it's a job that she needs to be at regularly, okay? Right? So, this is, like, a you know, a standard 40-hour work week, but your girl also, you know, is a big boss. So she probably puts in more extra hours than that, okay? Um, promotions, we, you feel me? Even in hard times, niggas are still elevating, okay? So, because they be trying to, listen, I was just I, I was just talking to Militi earlier because I was at the, um, the shop. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, oh, they don't know. They just woke up a beast. I was like, sis, I would have done this in 10 years, but now I'm about to do it in one. Like, you, all you did was piss me off. So I'm, like, even more determined, you know? So, Zuzu, you doing this, too. You over here elevating, taking on more responsibility and, you know, more work. Also, in case they forgot, you're a master's stu uh, student. 
So you got work there. You're doing a whole research. Fuck you. Oh, I gotta stop cussing. You're a whole research paper on on Tigray, right? Like on everything about like how we even got to where we're at. Like the shit is wild. Like when I try to explain to people who are not from Tigray what is going on, it sounds like a dramatic ass soap opera. <laughs> It sounds so ridiculous and so unbelievable. You're just like, this is, like, how is all of these things happening? And it's because everything's happening so fast, you know, it's it's, it's easy to miss things. I miss things all the time, and I'm paying attention. You know what's crazy? I'm paying attention, and I still miss things, right? And, like, it's just wild. So, also, on that note, because there was two things I wanted to loop back to not only are we just giving you this PSA about like social social media practices like you know what I mean and like what's good for you but I want to also just kind of point out your when you're writing a paper like this you mentioned something earlier about it being a reference right your tweets can be a reference yeah so if we're talking about propaganda and social media is just a vehicle right your tweets can be referenced in somebody else's paper. So all these lobbyists and all these policy writers, you know what they do? They're not gonna go do the work themselves. Let me tell you something about the actual leadership. Cause you know, people who don't like, you know, I studied organizational leadership. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, the higher up you go in a hierarchy system, the less time you have because the more people you're managing, right? So they're not they get like an executive summary and i learned this like as you know trying to be a management consultant like all my classes teach you this right i'm gonna write you a 20 page paper but you know what they're gonna read they're gonna read the front page the executive summary and that's it they're gonna read that they're gonna be like okay what's the part that's useful they're gonna skim and they're gonna go to that part if they're like trying to prove a point they're going to go to the part they want. So they're going to go and they're going to reference all of these tweets and be like, no, look at the propaganda on this side. And they're going to cherry pick. And they're going to cherry pick whatever they want to make an argument. So by Zuzu actually taking the position of putting out something to reference, they now have something that they have to critique and they have to address, right? Because they have to start somewhere. They have to reference this time whenever you know i have ptsd from writing papers but don't think i don't know how to do that (laughs) (laughs) okay apa what you mean that's my homegirl me apa i love chicago i love chicago i i just learned chicago it's it's actually easy but it makes me so mad because they made me do apa my whole life and then i went to my master's program that we use chicago i said who the hell uses chicago chicago for my so I'm saying I'm going to master's program. Whatever. That's some East Coast shit, bro. Listen, listen to us gangbanging on some school <laughs> shit, bro. We over here gangbanging on how to reference a paper because that's what nerds do, okay? <laughs> this is what nerds do. But I'm a proud nerd. I ain't tripping. Anyways. I'm proud nerd. Okay. I'm still, like I said earlier, I'm still wrapping circles around you niggas. So I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. None of y'all are seeing me. So anyways, like... Let me stop. I told you, don't play. You had me playing Nikki earlier, and I still am in the Nikki mood. So, anyways, let me put myself back together. The point is, what you're doing, niggas are going to have to reference you, bro. And I love that. <laughs> like, you're not sorry. Like, 
people are going to read my master's thesis and either be mad about it because they were on the wrong side of history or they're going to be happy about it because I'm calling out the right people in this. Like, my thesis is probably going to be one of the first fully published, documented things out on the internet about what's happening. Like, and it needs to be because it's wild. It's wild. So, like, the reason why I also wanted to, like, have you on and, like, and really emphasize this is not just like I hope you go to school I hope y'all get some type of education YouTube University is free like you know what I'm saying like I just want niggas to learn right but in general I need them to understand like the power of owning your own narrative and like the, the fact that like everything that you look up is written by other people about you is not a good thing it's never a good thing because they, they always strip stuff away and they, they boil you down to a stereotype that they want you to stay in. And it's like, no wonder why these niggas don't want to help us because they painted us as a villain. A villain. Like, bro, the CIA also called Black Panthers a terrorist group. Yeah. It's, no, it's no coincidence, bro. Yeah. It's no coincidence. That's why when people are like, I'm not Black, psh, go tell everybody else that. <laughs> that part. That's cute, but they treat us just the same here or in any other country. We're treated just the same until y'all realize that we don't always be stuck. And you know what? Let me not even say. Okay, we collectively. I'm not gonna be stuck, but we collectively. <laughs> no, I'm too woke for this shit, bro. <laughs> like I can't. No, even if I like have to live in a whatever situation, I'm never gonna let them convince me that like this is normal and that I deserve this or that this is like what it always has to be. It doesn't have to be this way. Somebody created it. We can create something better. Yeah. I'm like really. Con- I'm not even worried about like destroying other people because that's what like you know oppressors do. <laughs> that's what authoritarians do. Dictators. You know. I I think y'all are catching my drift. Um, you know what I mean? That's what weak people do. Weak people destroy other people because they can't build themselves. Why do you think Tigray always survives? Because we always rebuild ourselves. Yeah. Like, as long as you keep your mind, like that that was like the one thing my dad was really adamant about was like you have to keep your mind, you know? Like he was like you, and I and you get that because you value education so much because you understand like at the end of the day, as long as I like I can like use my brain I can think myself out of a situation you know what I mean yeah like your body's gonna give up on you eventually but you can still use your brain that's what my dad said he's like you have your body and the energy in the 20s but in your 40s and your 50s it's your mind that's gonna carry you and that's that's the gag like that's the truth you know what I mean like my dad did that so Mm -hmm. I just I think like even my undergrad thesis like I got so much pushback from the department about it. Like, they were like, I don't know if you should write this. And mind you, it was like all white people telling me I shouldn't write about my own history. And I was like, always. Like, are you serious? Like, are you that mad? Like, you know, like, you have a, like, a German history PhD, bro. Like, you're not even on the same wavelength as me. Like, what are you impressed about? And after, like, basically being like, I'm not going to write about anything else or I'm just going to drop the like double major because the double major was the reason why I had to write it. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, you could write whatever. I only had one professor support in the entire department. One professor. And he was the adjunct. 
it's always the adjunct. Always it's adjunct. always them. It's always them because they don't want to give tenure to a real nigga. You feel me? Like, <laughs> they don't want to do it. It's also a flaw in the education system. It's not a flaw. It is an intentional ass thing in the education system. You know? They overwork and underpay adjunct teachers who are always the best teachers who actually care and put time and energy into making sure their students do well. That professor yeah. still contacts me to this day. Like, when everything started happening back home, he went, Miss Suhair, how are you? And I was like, that is my man, okay? Like, who is my boy. Like, this man checks on me. Like, I was doing updates on his class, like, with his classes about what's happening back home. Like, he, mm -hmm. like, he was pulling me into Columbia to get seminars happening about what's happening back home. Like, this man was doing the work for me. Like, when I say, yeah. like, a network will hold, a network Will hold. Like, he was tenured at my undergrad, but man was tenured at Columbia and was teaching adjunct just because at my university. Like, and that Columbia Connect was pulling me to other people. That's how I got mm -hmm. the lobbyists. Like, and I was just like, all because, and like, I almost got into a fight in this man's class in undergrad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, we're their favorite. Were their favorite because I guarantee you probably got in a fight because somebody was stupid and he probably wanted to say that but he couldn't. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Actually, I was like, "You're a racist, bleep bleep." I'm not gonna say five again. Was my father? I was like, "You're a racist, bleep 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 bleep." And he was like, "Missy Bergen, you cannot do that." I was like, <laughs> "Well, I know you wanted to say it. You could kick me out, but I got you. Don't worry." I'll leave the dean right now saying blank blank was a racist blank blank, and I called her blank blank. I'll do it. They be forgetting, like, because they think, like, you know, you're the student, you know, the hierarchy, whatever nonsense. Nigga, I pay to go here. It's my money. It's my education. I had already been threatened and been arrested by, like, the admissions at that point. Like, so, I, for me, I was just like, yeah, like, y'all damn near threatened to arrest me already. Like, what's the worst you can do? Kick me out of this classroom? Do it. Call security. Call pay security. Call them. <laughs> I'm telling you, the amount of harassment you have to deal with just to get an education... This is also why, like, there these people are sad, bro. Like, more people are going to YouTube University than anywhere else right now. Like, they don't understand. Like, the education system refuses to get with the times. Refuses. They refuse. They refuse to, like, you got to lower your prices because people can afford to get education at half the price, less than that. Like, you can't keep, like, it, you guys got to read. It's crazy. They have classes. They got whole degrees and fields with people who could do this for them. <laughs> like, but they refuse to let go of this system. I was like, bro, it's wild. I went to a private university for undergrad. And I go to private school for college for, for, for my master's also. And in undergrad, tuition went up like 2 to 5% every year. But like, when I had started undergrad and then when I had ended undergrad, like the cost of tuition, the way it jumped up 10 plus grand it, within four years was like, yeah. And I was just looking at my parents like, like y'all did this to me. Like y'all did this to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, thankfully, like the school was like, they gave me a lot of money because I was fighting back and forth and I was like, I'm going to the press. Like, keep playing with me. I got receipts. But <laughs> not everyone's going to do that. Boy. No, not everyone does, like has has the um, resiliency to advocate for themselves. And that's that's the biggest 
I feel like that's the biggest mistake, especially like black and brown students of PWIs. Like that was the like when we would like have our little like all the student leaders who were like people of color. Like we all knew each other because we were that small and we mm-hmm. all had each other's back. Like anything happened, we all knew. Yeah. It was some like undergrad was some bullshit. Like truthfully, like like fuck undergrad. Sorry, dad, if you hear this. Sorry, mom. But like <laughs> fuck undergrad. Like that degree is, it, is, is still sitting in the envelope a year later. Listen, what it framed? Listen, I'm trying to tell people all the time, right? Like. Because they try to, like, I want you to be educated. I don't really, like, I'm not married to how you get there, though. If you one of the niggas who can read and teach yourself, go do that. I don't got no problem. I have no qualms about it. Like, if you can learn through experience, if you can learn, all I just want people to do is not stop learning and not stop educating themselves, right? Because, like, there's so many, there's more things you don't know than that you do. So don't ever feel like you're that smart. Like, I know, like, when I say I'm a genius, I say I have the capability of it because I know how to learn. And that's really what college taught me was critical thinking and, like, how to learn subjects I don't like. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I know how to think. I know how to think, like, objectively and, like, you know, remove myself from the argument. And, like, those are different critical thinking skills, at least because, like, I, you know, I chose a school that was, I chose San Jose State, and all, most of my teachers that I chose were practitioners. Like, so that means they actually did the job that they're teaching me to do. You know what I mean? So it was like, they're like, yeah, all of this is whatever, but you can always Google it if you need to remember it. You know what I mean? Like, they were not fans of like, let's memorize things. It's like, can, can you understand the theory enough to apply it? So that's the type of person I am. But I can learn in a classroom. You know what I mean? Not everybody can learn in a classroom. So I'm always trying to be like, yo, I don't care. Read books, watch videos, figure out what your learning style is, but keep learning. And I feel like I think it's good. And that's why I said be you, Zuzu. I said come as you are because people need to know, like, you could be mad smart and mad nerdy, but still be, you know, that girl. (laughs) I'm trying not to cuss, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like you was like, I'm always, I stay laughing. Like I make inappropriate jokes. Like you would never know that like, I'm sitting here running them streets the way that I'm running them educationally. And it's like, like, I always say education is never confined to a classroom. And like that, like, I love being in a classroom, but learning is so much more outside of it. It's the internships, it's the networking, it's the one-on-one meeting. It's it's all of it. Like, and it's it's self-learning too. Like, you have to have the discipline oh, yeah. to sit there and teach yourself. To listen at this point, I have discipline by the bucket load. <laughs> I'm, I actually want to throw some of it away because it's so <laughs> annoying. Like, it's so annoying. Some days I irritate myself, but anyways, the fact that I'm still on live right now after the day I've had, like, we need to stop. So. <laughs> Because I was like, the way me and you are used to talking to each other, so we'll be just on the phone. I'm like, no, we're on live. Let me focus. <laughs> so, I'm next week anyway. Like That's what I'm saying. What do you mean? I know. This is for them, not for us. Me and you do this. <laughs> <laughs> me and you do this. I just bring my friends on because I'm like, they're so smart. Like, I just need other people to know that there's people like this that exist in the world, you know? So, anyways, that leads into, you already know the last question. 
I hope you do. Because if you act surprised, I'm about to be fed up. Okay, <laughs> I'm about to be fed up. Because you're already alluding to this. But what is the legacy you want to leave in the world? Um, that I empowered others. Like, Ooh. my education is not for me. Like, I've been saying for years that, like, I wanted to go back home and build a nonprofit. And, like, I was back in Shida two years ago, and I was looking at plots of lands to build my nonprofit already. And so, mm -hmm. like, I my goal with my education is to then spread it to others. It's not to keep it to myself. It's not to be selfish. Like my goal is not to be rich. Like I don't think being rich defines the bit. Like that's not for me. Like that's not who I am. So I hope that my legacy is that I empowered others to figure out their goals and their dreams. Like for me, like policy reform that's my dream like i just want to change the world like i just want people okay. to have ec like equitable access to certain things that like may not like that they may not have had 10 years ago or 20 like that's all i want to do like if that means mm -hmm. i'm in a history book or in a folklore in the midwest or whatever it is like that's all i want like i want people to have access to things i don't want people to struggle the way that i did growing up I don't want people to struggle with my parents is struggling going up. I, I don't want that for any of us. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my grandkids, the next generations and all that. And I, I hope that it comes. And I hope I live a life long enough to see the generational change. Mm. Yeah, I got to, you know, I told, I told myself, I was like, damn, I don't know if I want to live to 100, but I feel like I have to just to make up for like the people that didn't get to see it. You know what I mean? Like, just for that reason, I'm like, damn, I'm going to be tired. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be talking to myself already. Like, I'm going to be tired, but I'm going to do it for I'm going to do it for the team. I'm going to do it for the fam. Like, you know, I'm going to still look fine. So no problem. You know? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, not a problem. Like, I still, first of all, people still mistake me for 18. Okay. It's as, I love that. Huh? I love it. You know? So, like, at this point, I'm, like, I don't know how I'm going to convince people that I'm actually old, but it's okay. Like, it's fine. I'm going to look fine, okay, well into my 50s. Fabulous. Like, my mom, beautiful, okay, beautiful. But, listen, I went on a tangent. That's not where I wanted to go. <laughs> I wanted to share. I wanted to share something. So, as you were saying this, um, it was so crazy because I was, like, for some reason, I kept looking at my graduation cap the other day um for my my master's program and and the, the irony was in my undergrad I had Ethiopia right I know I still want to throw I don't know if I want to throw it away or I want to keep it as a memory you know like I, I still haven't decided but my undergrad it was like it takes a village right and I had like Ethiopia you know all that um then flash forward to my master's it was it was a Tigray flag this was pre-war, okay? This is pre-war. I graduated in 2019. Um, this is pre-war. And, and, and the quote that I put on it, I was like, I need it to be specifically about women empowerment. And if you notice, that's all I've been about since, right? Um, I mean, I've always been about it, but like, but very unapologetically about it. The quote I put on there is, when you educate a woman, you educate a generation. And I think that's what you're doing. So... I really hope, you know, that was my, that was my quote that I, I saw it. And if I fell in love with it, I looked at it yesterday 
and I was like, I'm doing that shit, and you're doing it too, sis. You're doing it too. We gotta, we gotta make up. We gotta make up for six generations. So between the both of us, that's two. Okay, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Between the both of us, that's two. And then, you know, we got some homies, so we're going to do three, four, five, six. Okay, in my bank account. We're going to finish it out. I'm telling you, I, I say this, I really do. I, I, like, I don't think that I'd make it through all of this and have the fight and the energy to be in this fight if I didn't have people like you that I knew had the heart, the heart posture that you have, that you have the care for our people that you do that you also have the skill set and the knowledge and the discipline and the drive to get up and do it without being fucking asked. Like, I, I had to emphasize that last part because people be waiting to do stuff. And I said, who are you waiting for? Ain't nobody saving you. You got to save yourself sometimes. You literally, like, I just ask questions. I'm sometimes, like, like, if one thing's off my plate, I'm like, all right, how can I help somebody else? So sometimes I'll, like, just DM people like look I saw you're doing this initiative like where can I support like this is my background and I'll just get stuff assigned to me like and I think like we have to act like and I was saying this before but we have to advocate for ourselves like, as individuals mm -hmm. and like know where our skill sets is and obviously mine's in political science and policy and I happily can like do that stuff with, with ease and uh, for some other people it's mental health or it's what like it's like, like med, like medicine and all that good jazz. So for me, like, if you know what you're good at, go chase it. Like, if you're stuck right now, if you're feeling stuck about how to help people back home, figure out what organization or what group is doing the work that you want to do, and start asking questions. Like, that's all you need to do, and go forward. That's it make yourself available okay there's plenty of work to be done make yourself available and i promise you <laughs> you after a while you'll be like okay okay not too much <laughs> not too much because we got plenty to unload we're doing like four jobs i'll be happy to give you one of them <laughs> like, that part. happy you just gotta be ready to pick it up because um, the quality can't go down that's all i'm saying okay <laughs> You know, you want to play with the big dogs. Just, I'm just saying, be ready. Be in the overflow. Be ready to learn, um, and be and be enthusiastic. That's in the the word of the week about doing the work. And and I promise you, you will get to where you want to get. So, I'm leaving you with that, Zuzu. When you educate a woman, you educate a generation. My sister in arms, I'm hella proud of you. We can go. We can go lift this later. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna drive home now. <laughs> So thank you, everybody. This was Black Women Wednesday. This is Zulu, and we out, baby. <laughs>